free from GP Brand Tut Tommy B Broadcasting live on your frequency Giving you updates on these Georgia streets These are voices for the people that don't get to speak Issues, black news, the conversation's deep Shout out to Slick I'm Nick. going in on the beat iPods, Androids, or your laptop These boys swinging for the fence, saying lie Then came a long way from being homies on the block From afros and braids and now they at the top You want facts? This is where I get them from GP3 RTT at gmail.com Send them feedback and they'll be sure to send a response I gotta go now, the show starts in 3, 2, 1 Welcome to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com Leave a voicemail 413-556-9546 Follow us on iTunes Give us a 5 star Follow us on SoundCloud GP3 Homies from the Block And now, here's Ran, Tut and Tommy B GP3 Homies from the Block Hey, what's up y'all? We are back, man It's number 52 52 52 shows, wow. man. We've done it for 52 shows. And, and by the way, Rand. What's that? Uh, I forgot to mention that uh, we're, you know, we're over a couple of thousand listens. So. Oh, wow. You know, that's cool, man. Wow, where's the confetti, the- product? <laughs> where's the- where's the- <laughs> for the, you know. Where the strippers? Strippers. Strippers. C-S-C. That's right, like Scrawberry. And we got my man Buddha, Buddha Hill. What's up, Buddha? What's up, what's up, what's up? How y'all doing? Buddha is backed by popular demand. That's right. We appreciate him uh, filling in the gap and stepping in the gap for us. We appreciate it, Buddha. Thanks for coming back, man. We really do, brother. My my pleasure, fellas. My pleasure. Hey, and uh, before we get rolling, uh, Rand, uh, tell the folks why they call us GP3. We always got new people rolling in. Oh, that's right, because every every episode is a new episode. It's an opening night, man. Yes, it is. um, uh, we're GP3, it stands for Grove Park 3. The three of us uh, went to elementary school together, the Grove Park Elementary School in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm Rand. I lived on South Elizabeth Place. Tommy B, man, North Avenue. And our third member, Emeritus, Tut, uh, he lived on Charlotte Place. But because of Tut's being an Emeritus, it opens up opportunities for us to have people like Buddha. Yeah. Hey, Buddha, where are you from originally, man? Um, well, my father was in the military, so I was raised in Germany. Damn, Interesting enough. Okay. So I. Uh, oh, that's why yeah, you like so. white women, in. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I know I don't like white women, but let me tell you something about white women. White women. Well, can well, let, let, let me rephrase my preference. <laughs> so you know, you know, every time I think, well, she's white, then she give me a piece of cake, and then I fall for her, and then mess up next six months of my life. Go. So, it's, it's kryptonite, brother. It's kryptonite. He, yes. he said his preference is not. <laughs> hey, Buddha, but um, so, so you inter- Mr. International and uh, international love like Prince. Right? You know it, man. And, and I had one of my one of my relatives, man. My, my uncle was um, stationed over in Germany, man. So he would okay. always come back with stories about the, the kryptonite in Germany. And <laughs> Oh, it's strong over there. <laughs> oh, it's, it's real. It's real. <laughs> hey, it don't only steal your powers, man. You give your cake, your shoes, your leotards. Give it all. Just take it. I'll go next. Just take it. I swear, man. It's, you might as well be having them opiate addictions, man. <laughs> right. Hey, right. y'all. We're going to jump on in. Hey, first and, for, first and foremost, man, we're taping the show on the Sunday after um, Hurricane Harvey, man, and thoughts and prayers. Because I spent some time over in Texas, man, in Dallas and traveled to Houston and 
Galveston and all that and on the coast, man, and, and thoughts and prayers to all the folks. Yeah, yeah. Up in that, I used to man. I used to live in that area and I, I used to do a lot of work down in Corpus Christi and um in the Sugarland, Houston area and um mm-hmm. I really understand what those people are going through and um, you know, uh, if there's opportunities for us to do anything, you know, let us know and Yeah, absolutely. Uh because, you know, what these people are going through, um, it's real. I mean, I, I remember back um I guess this was when we, we were getting them back in Katrina. Mm-hmm. Time period right. when when they right. were coming back to back to back, uh, you know we all, I think we had almost like five in a year, and I right. just remember being in Central Georgia, and uh, and and having like all night, like from midnight to maybe six a.m. nothing but wind, and and I can imagine that's only like forty mile per hour wind. You're talking about right. what 140, right. right, or so, you know. And, so. and, and the sad thing is, yeah. This is really the, the kickoff of hurricane season. It is. I yes, mean, it is. I mean, people We're don't early. understand, and this, this is usually it's around September. Yeah, but now it's started earlier. Yeah, yeah. So thoughts and prayers what, to the folks. It's that global warming, man. That's what it is. Oh, okay. I have a confession. Go ahead, man. I I I send my positive energy to all the victims of Hurricane Harvey, mm-hmm. but I need Hurricane Harvey to do me a favor. What's that? I just bought a new car, <laughs> and the, the bank that financed my car is in Houston. Oh, I wish Hurricane Harvey would just slide to the left a little bit more. But you got anyway, him on GPS? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not going to lie. Dude. I look, really thought about that. I look, said, you know, it would be nice because they were supposed to be sending me some paperwork I haven't heard from them. Buddha, Buddha. It really- it's in the cloud, uh-huh. man. It's in the cloud, brother. Uh, <laughs> Your stuff gosh. in the cloud. But, 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 but he want that cloud to be messed up, though, brother. I, 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 Buddha, I, I, I feel you. I feel you, man. I've been trying all weekend in vain, then. You can, <laughs> you can try that, Buddha, but your stuff in the cloud. That's man. right, man. Forget that paperwork. Man. Forget the paper, man. That paper, like man. that no more. I didn't want to make no payments on this car. Okay. Well, but you know my what? prayers and doubts to the victims. There you go. There you go. Hey, let me say this, too, real quick. Every time a hurricane, just for folks who listen to the show, um, every time a hurricane comes through and hits a certain area, you notice like months afterwards, all these used cars start popping up, you know, mm. in, in these areas. Mm-hmm. Y'all beware because a lot of those cars are waterlogged cars that come right, out of right. these cities. So just a, a heads up, man, if you're in, in the market for a used car yeah. and all of a sudden you see this amazing deal. You know, go in the back seat and lift up the seats and see if there was any rust and, and all that stuff. I mean, just a little That's right. you know, bring, automotive bring, heads bring, up. Bring a couple magnets with you. Absolutely. Flashlights. Man. If you go to any car auction, watch, yep. car auctions are like the worst. So yep. Mannheim and all those other places, you know, um, they get a lot of stuff through yes, they all do. over the country. So you got to be careful. Because these guys already start talking when a hurricane hits like this and when there's a lot of flood. A lot of flooding. They start scoping out areas for, for cars that just get left, and you can see Houston already. They were showing what the um, the highway, the yeah, on ramp, and you right. just got a bunch of cars. Man, those cars are going flood damage. So FYI, Whoa. yeah, man. Whoa. Hey, real quick, you, we got man, we got a ton of stuff. And again, Buddha, we appreciate you jumping in. Did anybody see Mayweather McGregor last night? I saw the last forty five seconds on ESPN. <laughs> man. All right, you. What about you, Buddha? Did you go to a fight? <laughs> party? Same. Same. Damn. I saw what Facebook showed me the last y'all, forty-five y- seconds. Y- y'all, y'all brothers didn't go to the fate. The, the everybody had a McGregor party. 
Everybody. No, it, I didn't it, have it. No, nah, not nah, everybody didn't. If you didn't have it, <laughs> no, I, I didn't have it. Buddha didn't have it. So I don't know. We can't say everybody. We can say Man. a lot of people. What an odd. Everybody ain't have it. <laughs> but, it. But anyway, you know, based on what you saw and, and what you've heard, and I'll start with you. Uh, let's start with you, Buddha. Do you think it lived up to the hype? Um, uh, no, I don't. I, I find it hard pressed for any boxing uh, match of that magnitude to mm. live up to the hype anymore. The hype is the boxing match. Yeah. Everything else is, is, is fruit of it. Um, here's the only thing I wanted to happen. I would have liked for the uh, referee to let it go a little bit longer yeah. so that uh, uh, Mayweather could really knock McGregor out. <laughs> so all of those doubters have nothing to say. But because he stepped in a second too early, supposedly, mm-hmm. you know, some of these conspiracy theorists are going crazy. Yeah. What about you, Ram? You know, man, let's be honest, man. Um, it's like, you know, when the British had a war in the Falklands Island. Mm-hmm. You're going to pick a war. Pick a war with somebody you know you're going to beat. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, right. so you know, he, he fought an M&A guy. Yeah. Okay. So he didn't fight the best boxer out there. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, in his class. Right. He, he went and fought a guy who, who's not a professional boxer. Yeah, yeah. Okay. This was all about the payday. Mm-hmm. 40-year-old man. I mean, what I heard is... Came out of retirement. Yeah, what I heard is, this is amazing. Yeah. McGregor got 93% of the gate. What? The gate. No, I'm the tickets. The tickets. Okay. Floyd got 7%, but Floyd got 80% of the pay-per-view. Wow, and McGregor oh. got twenty percent of the pay per view. Okay. okay, so that's how the that's how the money. And, and I heard that there was some issues with the pay per view with the fees. Yeah, it went out. It went out, and did, they had which to actually delay. Yeah, delayed the fight. Yeah. I mean, you know, this is one of those types of things, man. You know, Floyd was shooting for the fifty or no to yeah. beat Marciano's record. Yeah. So he, what he did was he found. He, he found the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. Find somebody you know you're going to beat. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's yeah. all. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, both of them won. Mm-hmm. Ma, you know, Ma- McGregor got his money. Yeah. He he stood, he went 10 rounds. Mm-hmm. No one thought he was going to go 10. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Floyd redeemed himself and got a big ass payday out of it. Yeah. And now he can go back into retirement. Right. So, out. you know, yeah. um, it, to me, it wasn't worth buying. Yeah. You know, it's 100 it's, bucks. 99, yeah. whatever. Well, yeah, you know, whatever, man. Floyd's yeah. going to get his money. Yeah. And and I agree with Buddha, man. You know, they, all the hype. Did you see the behind scenes on Showtime? Oh, yeah. It was it was crazy. Did you see that, you know, one Leading time? up to it. One yeah. time they went at the same airport together, and they just walked past each other like, what's up, man? Yeah. Like it was wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one time I saw them, and I don't know if it was Facebook or not, but I saw them coming out of the same private jet together. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I saw it with my own eyes now, like legit. They came out the same private jet. So it's like, it's the, it yeah, reminds you, you like the Eddie Murphy that, yeah, you go over here, Charlie Murphy. You can say, hey, you go over there, and you go get, and you going to say this. And, you know, right. it's just like all so orchestrated. Yeah, I, yeah. I remember when I was right. in college, um, we would on Saturday mornings we would go down to TBS at the time it was called WTCG. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And um, and they had Gordon the, Soli, the, the famous, the the famous Gordon Soli. I learned so much about biology listening to him <laughs> about your solar plexus muscles and all that type of stuff. And I can remember, I kid yeah. you not, yeah, they had Abdullah the Butcher and some other cat. Abdullah, these. In between takes, when mm-hmm. the red light on the camera was off, yeah. they were smoking cigarettes. Yeah, he yeah. and the other rest just talking. And once the red light, they, they said five, three, two, one. They put the cigarettes down and they're staying on each other's throats. Let me let me say this, man. And and, and Buddha, <laughs> Buddha probably wasn't in the ATL and, and, and probably anywhere near the States when this was going on. But there was a guy named Abdullah the Butcher. 
he was a crazy, like, you know, supposed to be from the Sudan, crazy, big dude. And and it's like they put a, uh, what do you call that mask? That he looked like Silence a- of the Lambs before they threw him in the ring and then yeah, all of a sudden he started yeah. fighting and they put the mask back on. But they, they didn't, but he was that what's crazy. That, what's that fat but, comic, man, who was on um, uh, Last Comic Standing? Um, oh, I, I don't know. Lavelle uh, Crawford. Oh, Lavelle Crawford. He was big like, he was big like Lavelle with yeah, ball headed. Right. Yep, and that's it. <laughs> well, anyway. I just this, pulled up his picture. He's, he's, he's psyched. Yeah, and, and see, he, this he got dude, a barbecue shack now. Now, yeah, on and Camel his son, Road. and he's 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 passed. I think his his son has taken over. Mm-hmm. But but this dude was like crazy. But then he go back to his barbecue shack, and he's just like any other dude. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I went in there one time, and I, I kid you not, yeah. I saw Andre the Giant and yeah. Dusty Rhodes in there. Yeah. with about ten chickens. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Hold on, female chickens are real chickens. <laughs> like, right, right. Chicken, chicken heads. <laughs> no, nah, dude, like uh, whole chickens, like, whole chickens, whole gotcha. chickens, okay. right. whole, not whole, whole, <laughs> whole chickens, gotcha. Like, like whole cakes. You remember that? White meat or dark meat? I just want to know. I just want to know. Moonwalking away from this, man. Uh, Boston and Cleveland trade. Um, y'all, y'all heard about that? Um, yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts, man? And by the way. Um, Within the last 24 hours, I heard Cleveland is holding up the trade. Because of the guy's hip. Because of Isaiah Thomas. So it may not go through. Right. And and if, if uh, they're giving Boston the opportunity to possibly throw in some additional money in the trade, and if they don't reopen the trade, they're talking about, what do they call it? Um, they're going to they're gonna kick it back. Right. They can reject the They trade. can reject the trade. So and and I'll say this and Buddha, have you heard about it? Are you following the NBA like well, that? Yeah. First off, I don't know if you guys caught last time I was on. I'm really not that into sports. Ah, um, but okay. my question is because I like to think though. And yeah. when I when I read that uh, whoever is being traded and they're going to stop the trade, my very first thought because. This is how I thought about it was now the person that was leaving Cleveland because wasn't he complaining? Yeah, he was complaining. Yeah, he didn't. He wasn't. So, he didn't want to be the second Kyrie, banana. Kyrie, he didn't want to be the banana. Right. Kyrie Irving. Yeah. So now that's going to be real awkward if next season he's in that same locker. Oh yeah, room. you're absolutely right. If it's shut down and he's got to stay, how how does that feel between him and LeBron? So that's something to think about. But I think they're going to get it done. And I will say, I think of the deal, and I'm, and I'm not going to spend too much time on it. But I will say, I think. Um, Quite frankly, that Cleveland's getting the better end. Isaiah, if if he's healthy, is going to help LeBron. It's going to be a better a better fit. Yeah, I think the question is the Cleveland fans are going to say, uh, is LeBron going to stay? I mean, the word by NBA executives they say he's gone after this season. After this season, he's still yeah. got one more season. So uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Is it true that uh, they're talking about getting Dwayne Wade to come to the Cavaliers? Oh, Dwayne's done, man. Dwayne's just kind of traveling around with Gabrielle all over IG. I mean, that's what I see. I mean, he's an IG, he's an IG bot, huh? Dude, I see because you know I I have and somebody, both of them. Somebody need to get it, get 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 the brother together. Like you too old to be dressing like this, man. But he that's I mean that's his thing now. They, but they're oh, all he over. Can dress like that. yeah. But they are all over the world. It's like he's in Paris. He's I mean, and and he ain't working out. <laughs> brother he ain't work. Brother ain't work. It's amazing. So nah, I don't think. I think I think Dwayne's probably gonna hang, and then you know he's gonna. Who's he at in, in Chicago? Right? Yeah, that's his hometown. Yeah, he's Chicago. just gonna. He's gonna. He's gonna retire in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, just a couple of more quick. One more quick thing on sports, Buddha. I won't. I won't uh, hurt you any longer. This is kind of easy. 
Mike Vick is back. Uh, uh, actually, I'm going to say kudos to Mike for getting the job with uh, Fox Sports. He's going to be an analyst uh, this season. So, you know, he's been through enough, man. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, um, he's been through enough. Good luck. Wish you the best. And he's going to be an analyst with Fox Sports. We'll see Did how Did his goes. comments well, about Colin Kaepernick uh, help his chances, man? When he basically nah. said Colin need to need to cut his hair and, and look yes, presentable. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, let's, I mean, let's be honest, man. Maybe, I mean, maybe it sparked some controversy. I mean, but, I mean Mike, uh, you know. when He's the only one saying that, though, man. But, you know, when, when Mike was interviewing and stuff, yeah. um, interviewed as a player, Mike did not come off as like a, a, a cerebral player. No, no. And so now you're asking him to be an analyst. But which dude's is been in jail. Ser- jail makes you cerebral. <laughs> <laughs> He's been in jail. Let's see yeah. what he got to say. Yeah, I got a lot. I hope he. I hope he read the autobiography of Malcolm X while he was in there. That's mandatory reading right there. You know, like like the brother on Living Color. Mike is not smart. So here's the thing: talent can get you places that you know consistency and thought and consciousness can keep you. Uh, He's not that kind of guy. I'm gonna keep hope alive. I'm keeping hope alive. You do that, man. I'm gonna keep hope alive. You do that, man. Yeah, right. there you go. All right, real you quick, a clue. His it, mom clues. was a teacher, man, so you know he, you know he, he has a certain soft spot for the slow kids, man. You know. Oh, well, she was like them special ed teachers. Nah, like she, she stayed with class but, the whole the whole day. But you, you know, you know, she, you know, she, you know, she she, she, yeah. she, she, to her last dying breath, you know, she was trying to help the children out. Trying to help the children, man. So you know, I'm, oh, I'm, listen, I'm just looking for I'm just looking out for the kids. Mom was a teacher, and then I say a smart comment, and then you say to her last. Dying breath. You have to you can't yeah. set me up like that. I wasn't gonna joke if she was like, rest in peace. Yeah, that's a, that's cool, man. That's cool. We, you know, she was that kind of. She, be, she gave you know, him. She she's gave anywhere him right now. She's joking about it now. Anyway, she, she gave him empathy, man. Yeah, she, she gave did. him empathy. Yeah, she, yeah, she did. But Mike Vick got the dumb gene, and he's not gonna be up there. <laughs> I'm like you, bud. Sometimes you gotta just gotta cut your bait. <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all, the eclipse. Did y'all did y'all uh, see any of the eclipses? I didn't, but but my wife went to Eclipseville, her hometown, Hopkinsville, Kentucky. How was it? She said it was packed. Really? You know, the, the town has, a, I think, a population on a normal day is about 20, 20 to 25,000. Mm-hmm. So roughly about 100,000 people showed up. Damn, five and, times. Uh, yeah, she said uh, wow. every every Yahoo, mm-hmm. uh, every weirdo who lives in a basement showed up. <laughs> wow. I mean, you know, this was their time. Yeah. You know, the, the cat with the, uh, the, the, you know, the telescope yeah. that, yeah. you know, you never see. Yeah. All of a sudden he comes out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Uh, Buddha, you see it? Well, yeah, uh, my my complex, you know, they do white people stuff. They had a whole <laughs> shebang. So I went. Uh, you, you got glasses, man? You had glasses? Well, I came late because I'm darker, and they had ran out of glasses, and I was pissed off because I paid too much rent to not have my glasses. But I gave up, and I was my neighbor had glasses uh, when I was checking my mail, so I got them, and I must say, when I did finally get to see it, I was amazed, and mm. I, yeah, I was amazed and honored to see such a thing. Damn. Okay, man. Now I saw the, for that episode. I saw friends the, like yeah. I saw the um the, yeah. the Trump eclipse with Obama, man. <laughs> Damn, I saw. You know that. what? Yeah, I love did. it. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know he came back with one where he eclipsed. Obama, right? Yeah. Or Trump clips, and then it was the Obama. It was kind of they they both like dueling eclipses. So yeah, yeah. it was interesting. Hey, last night I had a chance. Why don't to they see... just go in the bathroom and have a pee off, man? You know, see, see who can. Who, I'm gonna get who, into who that. Can step the you know how from I the feel, line, man. You know yeah. how I feel. I'm waiting for <laughs> some kind of commentary from that side. I'm just gonna wait. 
Like, you know, we'll talk about that in a minute, though. From, from what side? From, you know, I'd, I'd love to see, and I know it's probably going to be, from what I'm hearing, sometime in the fall. But uh, Obama supposedly is, is preparing for a little bit more commentary uh, when it comes down to direct attacks on his administration. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. You know, Obama gets on my nerves. Let me tell you why. And I okay. hope that you guys don't reach through here and slice me. No, I'm listening. I'm I'm right. I probably will. He's too bad. Ran, ran well. Yeah. You, yeah. you have Donald Trump that says, OK, the presidency, presidency, mm-hmm. uh, whatever it is. Yeah. As we know it is yeah. no more. Yeah. So, dear Barack Obama, you can break the rules and be outspoken as a former president. Absolutely, cuss him out. Cuss him out. Be the. Here, here's the deal. And well, I you know, I'm gonna I'm I'm get to that, but you're right. Go ahead, go ahead, Buddha. I'm gonna shut up. And uh, okay. Okay. Well, well, well figuratively, the, the issue is this. Uh, I say cuss him out figuratively. What I mean is, if you look at our history, black people, what we need as a people is a voice. Mm-hmm. And if if every time a black the black race has a voice we move right now we don't have a voice and if barack obama can snap out of this i have to be an example because i'm the first black and just be the voice Mm -hmm. i think we can move hey buddha can i can can i address that for a minute please i'm all ran while ran takes his headphones off (laughs) ran's laughing at me (laughs) let me and, and i may have sent him the article this week um and and i this is the way i feel about it um, I really feel that the issues we ran into for eight years was kind of a, not necessarily an issue, but there was a lot of sidestepping of black issues because uh, Prez O, 44, didn't really want to be seen as a quote unquote black president. You know, he wanted to quote unquote right. be the president for everybody, which is admirable. Okay. But now you got a guy in the White House who really ain't trying to be the president for everybody. So right. in, in, in a way, the fact that you were trying to be the president or uh, and I call him Prezo affectionately, was trying to be president for everybody. The guy following him who says, no, I ain't for everybody. It makes <laughs> right. it it makes it difficult um, to uh, actually support or defend the last eight years. Does that make sense? You know, because um, you're absolutely right. I mean, sometimes you just got to you got to, you know, knock if you buck. I mean, and, and now I don't I don't think it's time to play by the rules because you're not getting the rules played in this situation. So maybe I mean, I, I it ain't a maybe I'm waiting. Okay. I'm just waiting. I'm All just right. waiting. You know, <clears throat> you guys have heard that old joke about the two bulls, right? Yeah, I've heard it about the two, the bull, the adult bull, bull and the kid bull. bull. Yeah. Um, uh, the operative word is old. Please. Still <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you, you the heard two bulls on the hill, the looking two down bulls the on the hill, looking at the cows. Yeah. And the young bull basically say, "Hey, partner, let's go down here. and We can get us one or two. Yeah. The old bull says, "If you take your time, you can get all of them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I right. believe that. Let's let's be honest. Obama has been out of office for seven months. Yeah. Seven months. Okay, mm-hmm. let this man recharge himself. Let this man figure out what he's going to do. For eight years, he went through hell. Mm-hmm. Okay, now all of a sudden, we want him to come back in. No, no, let, this man deserves a time out. Okay, seven months now, not even a year. Yeah, everyone's freaking out. Seven months, I ain't freaking out. I'm just saying, seven you know, months, man. Dude, let, it's let, like let this man figure when you take the opportunity or the mantle as the first groundbreaking 
whatever you are, like the first black president, you, candidly, it's a weight that yes, it's it your is. legacy. It is a weight, and and and, and you can't right. you can't say okay, I'm going to take this off for a minute. No, you can't because if that's the case, then you should never you should never have taken. I the disagree mantle. with that. Uh-uh. I, I, I disagree. I, I disagree. Well, we're going to agree to disagree. We're disagree with that. But let the man. You know, we're going to agree to disagree know, because is, it's too heavy a mantle. And and candidly, if you didn't want it, give it to somebody else who was willing to do it tirelessly, because we don't have the luxury of saying, "Hey, I'm going to chill for a minute." No, you don't. Yes, he does. Dr. Well, King did. Well, Dr. King did. No, I, no, he King, didn't. Const- he was under constant barrage, a constant barrage of need from the community to keep well, the issues question. in the forefront. I'm going to leave it at that. that I, I mean, we just I, agree, I, to I, we'll agree to disagree on that. Because I, I, I mean, no, I, I think I think a couple of months is fine, but but still there's a way to keep your your legacy relevant without, quote unquote, just well, simply again, trying to protect there, it. There are things that his team, he's doing behind the scenes. No, see, behind the scenes, okay. He's, right. He said, well, as Buddha said, we need a new voice. He, we do. He's, he, is, he is behind the scenes Dude, helping The Democratic Party is losing money like it, like bleeding money, an ocean of money. But, but he is doing things. Okay. The Democratic Party is doing their own thing. Right. He is doing things. What's the date, Buddha? August 27th. Today is August the 27th, 2017. All right, let's make a note. All right. Okay. And, and, let's and I'm make a, a note. I'm a, in, in December, we're going to ask, okay, what, what, what what's happened? Okay. All right. Okay. Y'all please invite me on the show when y'all. When y'all <laughs> yeah, we'll do that, Buddha. <laughs> but Buddha, but you wanted to say something, man. Go ahead, Buddha. I, it's, it's yeah, I was a little scared. So I said, let me just submit and let y'all get, get through that. <laughs> um, do you guys think that maybe. Because uh, Barack Obama's whole message was about hope, the audacity of hope. Do you think maybe he had a false vision that if he could look back eight years, uh, look back over the past eight years and say, if I knew what I knew now, I wouldn't have taken on the bird. I think so. Yeah, I think so. I agree. I, I mean, I agree with you because here's the thing. I think doing business in Chicago as a as an organizer in that situation is different from taking on the U.S. because I think, in my opinion, Buddha, um, when when you're in a, a, a an urban area, it's different from dealing with uh, Idaho, the Rust Belt, and a lot of these rural communities. If you're not in them every right. day, you, and and you don't truly understand them every day, you can't you can't use the you know. Plus, this dude, I mean, you know, was a professor. You can't use um, academia and the urban the urban communities to, to, to get an overview of what the U.S. is all about. And, and I just think that, um, you know, he, he learned the hard way. Uh, and I think we're, we're learning the hard way now. We're learning from, from eight years. Well, I do believe, oh, oh, I, I believe he, he, he underestimated or over, he underestimated, um, um, I think, uh, the soul of America. Yes, absolutely. I That's think, what I'm talking I about. I think he underestimated. And also too, I think he underestimated the, um, uh, the, the, the legislative branches, their willingness to want to work, and those types of things, which is really derivative for the soul of America because those people are elected by individuals in those communities. And so, you know, I, I just think that like any other president, you know, we can we can um, do the Monday morning quarterback saying woulda, shoulda, coulda. But here's my thing, and I'm going to leave it at this. I want to move on, and we'll talk about the soul of America, Rand and, and Buddha, with the next things we're, we're going to talk about. But I, I do want to say... Um, that, uh, you know, I think there's a, a level of where people underestimate the country. And the other thing is, you're the president. 
you're not uh, a pope. Uh, you're, you're not a spiritual leader. And, and we have to hold government accountable, period. Just because you're the first at something doesn't give you a pass, regardless. If you decide, I mean, black folks have been having issues with the government for years. It's not going to change just because you got somebody who looks like you in, in that office. It, we still have to fight for equality and, 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 and equity, period. It doesn't matter if they look like you or not. And I think there was a false sense of security. People kind of were lulled to sleep, but it's still the government. And he's only one man. And I think now we're dealing with the aftermath by people saying, oh, now I'm woke. Well, what were you eight years ago, within the last eight years? Well, Do you I, get my point? Right. I agree with you. So if, if you woke now, then, OK, what were you over, within the last eight years? So, so the hell saw, with that. I saw a lot of people, um, once the presidential election was over, um, they took uh, a hiatus from the local elections, which are the elections that really impact your day-to-day -day life. Yeah, but I, I think people who probably weren't engaged in the process on a consistent basis looked at the, the highest office as their savior. And all politics is local. You know what right. I mean? And, and it, and, so go ahead, Buddha. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Jump in. Man. No, I was just I was just amening. Save um, me from myself. The, the thing is, and I feel like <laughs> Donald Trump, if anything, is a huge distraction. So, for example, in Atlanta, there's a mayor election coming up, I believe, in November. Yep. Uh, um, but we can be hollering Donald Trump. Here's the real, in short, because I can go on and on too. Yeah. No matter who's in that presidential seat, if you have the right uh, city council members, mm -hmm. the right school board, the right mayor, and the right governor, you can have a nutcase in the seat. I mean, we might have to be uh, worry about being blown up by North Korea, but at least we <laughs> yeah, have right. great schools, yeah. you know. So we have, we'll be educated before we die. So <laughs> I think that Donald Trump is a distraction. Like in many cases, Barack Obama was a distraction yeah. for people of color, yeah. because all of a sudden you had people of color who were not involved in the political process that are now involved, but they're involved on a nationwide level because they were brought in from a nationwide election. Mm -hmm, and right. so I think it's some of the people of conscious job to get people really involved into the political uh, 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 what process by getting people involved in the local elections. Exactly, because that's, you know, that's, where, it's yeah, all, that's where it all happens. Yeah, and, and I don't want to get um, into specific local elections, but I do want to talk about um, the statues issue and the, the Confederate monuments issue. Uh, Andrew Young came out this week or within the last month? Last, last week, last two weeks. Last two weeks, and has basically said that this whole statues thing is a distraction, let it go. Stacey Abrams, uh, who you know is running for governor, uh, African-American mm -hmm. female, is saying, look, we need to, <laughs> what is it, blast? Uh, what do you call it when you when you go up and, and detonate? And uh, detonate, not necessarily bring it down, but um, but but clear the face, the facade of Stone Mountain. Right. Yeah. Hell yeah. So what do you, what do y'all think about that? I don't think is a uh, what's happening is I think Andrew Young is kind of making it almost a binary argument. It's either this or that. I think mm -hmm. it's both. Okay. I think you need both. I mean, the the fact is. Um, these these are these are symbols that are that are constantly reinforcing white supremacist viewpoints. Mm -hmm. Okay, they need to be gone. I mean, just like if you were in Germany and you say, Randy, how do we get to uh, uh, Best Buy? I don't tell you to go down to Hermann Goebbels Boulevard and turns on jo right. Joseph Lindgren's Parkway and walk into the Adolf Hitler uh, shopping center. Okay, okay, absolutely. Um, I believe, I mean, Andrew Young is right. We do need to focus on uh, substance, but at the same time, I don't think it's an either or. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think it's both. I mean, you know, everyone keeps saying we're, we're, we're trying to spray paint history. No, history has been spray painted for years. Yeah. yeah. You know, Hello. you know, <laughs> and, and uh, you know, and this is this graffiti stuff. Let's get I mean, if this is on public land and we're yeah. paying taxes for. Yeah. Well, part of it, I think, is um, it's a it's a monument. Plus, there's a state law that protects Stone Mountain. So it's got to be. It's actually got to go through um, right, right. Through in, the in state legislation. In some communities, yes, you're absolutely right. It's protected. There's a law that protects that mountain. Well, so any I kind of sandblast that you want to do to it, you gotta, you gotta basically, uh, right. You gotta, you know, you gotta, you gotta actually. People have to vote on it. Right. I mean, you know, it's local. Not, I mean, within the, within. You know, like I say, you go, you don't go to Ground state. Zero and see a, a statue of uh, uh, Bin Laden. Well, it's Osama this is a red right. this is a red state. So good luck, Stacy. I'll leave it at that. Go well, ahead. Well, here's the I walked Stone Mountain on June the seventeenth, two thousand and seventeen. Okay. Uh, while I was almost dying for walking, <laughs> I I saw did a you Confederate flag. Did you go up? Did die. You did. Uh, go yeah, up? I went all the way up, and when I saw that Confederate flag about halfway, uh, dear white Jesus had to come resuscitate me because <laughs> I was trying to figure out why was there a Confederate flag up on Stone Mountain. Yeah. So I'm I'm not really up on Georgia history, yeah. but it was concerning as a wannabe healthy black male to to figure out why we were honoring this Confederate flag. That's one. For two, here's my thing: should they be taken down off of public parks, green spaces, and you name it? Yes. Do we need to erase history? No. Where do you put history? Put them in museums. If you go to, I heard because I'm going next month to the uh, Smithsonian African American Museum in D.C. Mm-hmm. They have KKK regalia in that museum they do. because that's a part of history. Yes. That's right. That's it's not hanging up on the um in the Marta station as advertisement. <laughs> it's in a museum. Yeah. Take all of those Confederate statues now, put them in the proper museums, and let's still honor or learn from history. But what I've understood it as such is that those statues didn't go up when the Confederates lost the war. They went up as signs of rebellion that we're gonna keep the old Confederate consciousness 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, That's not right. 100, 200 years That's ago. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Well, I, I, I do agree with Rand on this. I agree with both of y'all. I just want to make sure that we aren't distracted and we're not losing no, we sight shouldn't, we shouldn't of be distracted. the substance. We shouldn't be distracted. Because quite the honestly, the, the, white, the, the you know true I mean? white supremacist behavior is these voter suppression laws. Absolutely. The true, That's what I'm talking uh, about. The true white supremacist behavior is them killing black folks unarmed, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. police. Yeah. Hello. You know, that's that's the true clan right there. That's right. the gangster. Right. Now, I do agree that the statues at the end of the day, they're, it's nothing but iron ore. Because that's what Young, that's what Andrew Young was saying. Right. It's like, look, we have big issues. Are we dealing with the substantive, substantive right. we, issues? Again, I, yeah. I, I, my thing is you can do both. Okay. Well, let's hope we can. Because I, um, I, this is going to be a big deal. This mountain issue is going to be massive. Oh, it's, and it's candidly, gonna, it's going to be the I flag think, issue all over again. And, and I don't, I don't see if, if, if agree or disagree here. Uh, you guys can let me know. I don't see how she can win the governorship and and fight Stone Mountain. I don't see how. Absolutely not. No, no, no. no. She's not. Not in the, not in Georgia. Georgia. Not yeah, in Georgia. I, maybe I, maybe in um, Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> right, but not in Georgia. She got a better chance of winning a mega mega million. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so good luck with that. Powerball. She just, um, I mean, she just resigned her my Senate position to run for governor. So I'll leave it at that. Go ahead. Go um, ahead, Doug. Andrew Go ahead. Young's statement. Um, I have to agree, though I don't even know what he said, but what I'm picking up from what you guys saying, he said, I have to agree. Again, I think that most people of color, specifically, um, 
came into politics from a very shallow perspective of Barack Obama, especially those that are a little younger. Um, and then we got slapped in the face with Donald Trump that's steady sending certain uh, age groups into hysteria. Yeah. And so I think it's going to take um, about another two to three years before some of us even figure out this political process yeah. because we sort of jumped into it by default. We had a first black president, oh, America, America, and they start shooting us down. You know, oh, I can't believe this. Why are you still sharing a World Star video? Yeah. So yeah. I think that some disenfranchised folks still got to understand their message. The LGBTQ community, I think they're all over the place. Yeah. Um, certain uh, 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 grassroots organizations like Black Lives Matter, I think they're all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I almost feels like that you had the old school political base. They voted. They were into the elections, yada, yada, yada. And then you had this new millennial generation that jumped in because of Barack Obama and Bernie Sanders. Mm -hmm. And they're still trying to figure it out to figure out, is it worth taking the statues down or do we need to deal with voter suppression? So I get both sides. And and let me let me read briefly some of what this is what basically he said in, in a nutshell. Andrew Young, he said, I think it's too costly to refight the civil war. Um, Hmm. And and he said, we have paid too great a price in trying to bring people together. Um, So he really feels, which I I do agree, in in a red state like Georgia, you are pretty much going to be fighting the Civil War if if it comes down to Hmm. this. And and, and the Civil War in Georgia is Atlanta versus the rest of Georgia. That's what I that's what absolutely because the concentration. Yeah. Go ahead, man. I went to Six Flags a couple of weeks ago, and I was scared. How so? I saw Confederate brawls and Confederate shorts and Confederate shirts and Confederate hats. Yeah. This is just right up the street from Atlanta. Yeah. So, well, see, Rand and I, I are natives, and and we talk to people all the time who aren't from the area. We grew up here, and we know at one point in Atlanta or the the metro area's history. You didn't go to Stone Mountain if you were black. No, you did. And and there was a really? point. Oh yeah, so, I mean, see, a Mountain, lot of people who move here now don't get that. Stone Mountain used to be the annual clan, clan um, gathering place. They would go up to the top of the mountain and burn well, a cross because they just they just um, asked for a permit for this fall and uh, it was declined. Yeah, yeah. And, it uh, hasn't now. Now in probably you know, Rand and I are the Sesame Street hopefuls. <laughs> Yeah. So, 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 so Buddha, the, 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 actually Stone Mountains, um, one of the things that, that makes it very important to the Klan was when the Klan did its rebirth in the 1920s, mm-hmm. Stone Mountain was, was where it had its launch party. Yeah. That's why it's wow. mentioned in King's, in, in Dr. King's I uh, Have a Dream, I have a dream speech. speech. Yeah. That's one of the reasons and why so that, it came up. So for, his, for history, historical purposes, Tommy said, is that uh, every year they used to always have a, a cross burning. Yeah. Okay, and that and that was well known, and even at Six Flags in one of the facilities, I forgot. It was like I think it's called the Crystal Palace. Mm-hmm. They used okay. to, uh, back in the day, hold a, um, a a Song of the South or Proud of the South type of um, yeah. show. Yeah, yeah. You know, where the people would be walking around in the Confederate grays and the women in the in these you know big bonnets and stuff, looking like Scarlett O'Hara and stuff. So yeah, um, yeah. So you know, it has been well documented in this community uh the confederacy i mean even uh in certain sides of black town uh black communities uh buddha you will see signs referencing famous uh confederate uh battles mm-hmm. yeah google a guy jb stoner 
okay. for history's sake. Yeah, he ran for uh, what, mayor or governor? Governor. And Google that, his TV commercials, those used to run in Atlanta. They're still on YouTube. These were in the late 70s, early 80s, mm-hmm. probably. Mid, he, mid he 70s. Yeah, but he looked the, like he would kill me. Yeah, those are the I kind of them. yeah, those are the kind of things that we grew up with and, in Atlanta. And, and he had a billboard right across the street from um, uh, the Omni. Yep. The other thing I'll mention to you is keep in mind if you new school, which you kind of on the new school side, uh, 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 Buddha. Yeah. I remember like in high school rolling through Riverdale, and okay. on, on a Saturday morning, you know how you have people standing on the corner collecting money. Right, right, right. Can you imagine in Riverdale today the clan on the corner collecting money, mm. like the like the Shriners with buckets? Because Riverdale seems predominantly black when I go. It is now. Now, <laughs> College Park, Riverdale, College Park. East Point. Can you imagine rolling up in Riverdale today with a Klansman on the corner? Accepting money like uh, like a. Like I, I a wish Shriner. I could see my face. My mouth is over here just wide open. I, I forgot I had to respond. No, I, I can't imagine. Yeah, <laughs> just, so. just like you see the fireman holding up the fire boots. Yeah. You know these guys will be walking yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm I'm gonna walk another mountain. Then I'm done with Stone Mountain. But you know, let me say this. Let me say this. I go to Stone Mountain in defiance because. You know, there was a time where if you grew up here, you grew up in the area where areas you could not go. Candidly, I go and I, I go now because I can. I mean, if and I, I don't think it's a good idea not to go. I think these I think these monuments have done a phenomenal job at being more inclusive and doing more outreach. Uh, they give a great family experience when you go to stone mountain now and you watch the fireworks you can look out over the lawn and it is an incredibly diverse crowd even the city of stone mountain is african-american mayors is, is african-american so it's it is or we talk about riverdale we talk about these cities that have kind of a sordid history now buddha they've they've turned over so I, I guess you could say tremendously. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's like a 180. Yeah, Stone you know? Mountain went through the white flight in the um, in the 90s. Yeah, in the 90s. Yeah. So okay. I don't think it's. Well, a, I I don't, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I think back. I think that um, I think there's a uh, a level. I mean, it, it, it's just changed like a, a 180. But there there are things like sandblasting that mountain. Uh, good luck, Miss Abrams. I wish you the best, but that's gonna be tough. That's gonna be tough. Hey, y'all. Um, Cap. And Jim Brown, and I know I'm I'm kind of getting back into the, I'm getting that man. Jim Brown kind of perplexes me, man. And and a lot of folk. Did you were you surprised when you saw the statement from Jim Brown? I was really surprised when I when I think about in 1968 how he and Harry Edwards uh, basically single handedly um, uh, got many athletes, including a young Lou Alcindor who became Kareem Abdul Jabbar, mm-hmm. not to participate in the '68 Olympics. Yeah, and how they single-handedly defended John Carlos and Tommy Smith mm-hmm. on their infamous... That was fam- Jim Brown playing at the time? Was Jim he Brown, he had retired. He, he had retired. retired, yeah. And how he supported them. Yeah. You know, these, Well, he wasn't a player. He wasn't a player. In all fairness, he, he wasn't, wasn't a player. player. Yeah. But, I mean, he and Harry Edwards uh, were behind a lot of the, the athletes mm-hmm. and, and also Bill Russell. Yeah, And, yeah. you know, again, Carlos... Because Kareem talks, Kareem talks about yeah, that. Yeah. Carlos and Tommy Smith, what they did... At the at the '68 Mexico Olympics, making their stand, holding their fists up and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, and Jim Brown was supported them. He yeah. paid their legal fees, and yeah. so and for here, Jim Brown say, "I did not, I would not desecrate my flag and yeah. those things." It just 
it's kind of perplexing to me. But again, Jim Brown's an old well, man now. Yeah, go ahead. Well, uh, I, I feel a lot of different things about this. Um, I am. Uh, my father was in the military. I'm gonna go fast. My father was in the military, so I feel a little perturbed when I see people stumping the American flag. Yeah. That's not because I honor it. So, um, yeah. uh, it's just a part of the military culture. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when when you're driving down a post at six o'clock p.m. and that taps come on, my father had to stop in the middle of the road, get out the car, and salute. So that's in my blood. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. I, I agree with that, Buddha. I agree with that. So. So that's one thing. But it seems like what Jim is basically saying is, bruh, bruh, <laughs> yeah. you either you can't do that in this white man's world. Yeah. You play their game or what uh, or what's a joke somebody else says or go join the double NAACP. Yeah. But you can't do both. Uh, and there's a bit of a conversation that's been stirred about that because someone else mentioned this on Instagram. They said, listen, Colin Kaepernick needs to figure out what is his his purpose in life. Yeah. If it's to be a civil rights leader, maybe he needs to give up uh, football. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm starting to feel the same way. It's like after so long, why are we going to fuss about him not being signed? Count your losses, bruh, and go make a difference where it counts the most, maybe. So I'm on the fence right now. Hey, Buddha, have you heard him say anything? Have, Colin Kaepernick? Yes. Has he spoken well, out? I, no, I haven't heard it. And the last time I heard him say something, I said, oh, he's dumb. So I hope he doesn't say anything. The last thing, and, and I mean this too, like I, I legit listened to him and I said, oh, he's reading off. He's not that smart. Yeah. Like some people are great intentional, but yeah. they need a team to be their smarts. Right. And I, hopefully he has a team. So I don't want him to say anything else. But I did hear that just recently he donated some money to, I just read it this morning, like $3 million or something to a, another organization. So he's still working. Yeah. I think, I think I, 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 I actually agree with his right to speak out. Uh, I don't think what he, what he did by taking a knee was a, a direct desecration. I think it's different if he were like taking a knee on top of the flag, you know? Yeah, I agree with um, that, man. You know, I don't think it was a direct desecration. Um, but, um, you know, I, I, I agree with you, Rand, based on uh, Jim Brown's uh, history of advocacy right. and, and civil rights involvement. I was a little surprised that he said it. But, but one of the things that I, I will say this just to kind of frame Jim saying it when Jim said a lot of the things that he said back in the 60s he had retired you know now maybe he's saying to Colin hey dude if you are retired now officially then let's you can ramp up your your advocacy right. and your civil rights involvement because you got a level of, of, of millennials out there who believe in you as, as a matter of fact the millennials were at the Falcons game where the Falcons lost again uh, we do this thing on, on Sunday their preseason game but they actually marched about 100 or so mm. marched, 130 marched at the game, um, you know. So, you know, if you've got that kind of following and you've got the ability to impact young people, maybe that is, uh, to Buddha's yeah. point, maybe maybe that, that that's your well, new calling. I mean, I think, I think, that's where you should be. I think Jim did say yeah. something that was, that was smart. Okay. And one of the things he did say is that he, he does not agree with his tactic. Okay. Okay. I get that. I'm like you. I don't believe in we need to burn a flag. I don't believe we need to stomp on flags. No. To me, that that's just is moronic. No. Okay. Right, um, right, right. And illegal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it, it, to me, to me, jail time. I mean, yeah. I mean, come on. It's just yeah. frat. Uh, yeah, I, I just don't get it. Yeah. But you know, maybe what maybe maybe Jim is saying, hey, Carlin, 
I believe in your right to free speech, but now what you need to do is let's figure out another way mm-hmm. to demonstrate that. You right. know, maybe this is not the right tactic. Maybe this tactic got the attention. Yeah, yeah. Now, like Dr. King would say, now let's take it to another level. Now yeah. we got your attention. Yeah. Now you're listening to me. Yeah. Now let me start saying something with some substance behind it. Yeah. And right. and I'm and, and I'll I leave have it a question that. for you guys. Yeah. Go ahead, man. Um, and I have a reason for asking this. If it was Odell Beckham Jr. that took a knee and wore cops looking like pigs on his socks last football season, <laughs> do you think he would have had a problem being signed back to the New York Giants? You're talking about just a level of player and a starter versus uh, 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 somebody uh-huh. on the bench. A, a, a star, a legitimate, like now star. I mean, because yeah. I mean, essentially what, you, what you're saying, because what you're saying to me, Buddha, is if 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 that was if he had beaten up his wife, um, got busted for some weed, mm-hmm. uh, w- w- you know, would he be in? <laughs> we'd be in the league. I mean, you know, because the thing is, here's yeah. my issue with Colin Kaepernick. Okay. The louder you speak, the better your resume needs to be. Yeah. And I often wonder yeah. is, you know, it's one thing to, to, to stir up trouble and beat your wife and mess up the brand. Well, Jim Brown kind of did that the, back in the, he's got a history. And a long yeah. list of these guys have. Yeah. But this list of elites that are not so elite, one thing they are, are elite. <laughs> well, you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because so, Michael so Jordan was that, very quiet on this front. Yeah, so I think Colin Kaepernick sort of needs to, you know, sort of count up the cost and say, now, hey, I made my stand. I'm paying for making my stand as it is. So let me figure out where I can use my voice more efficiently. But the reality is when you have holes in your resume, you need to consider that before you go kicking against the prick. Well, I mean, I I hear what you're saying, but the, the thing is in the NFL today, how many quarterbacks playing today that that took their team to a Super Bowl? Not many of them. Hmm. So his resume does stand when you look at that. Because right now in the last four or five years, it's been Tom Brady and whoever else. And with the Saints, what's his name? Uh, uh, Drew Brees. Drew Brees. Russell yeah. Wilson. I mean, so, so you know, he, he his resume is – Matt Ryan. His resume is <laughs> sorry. Yeah, Matt Ryan. Uh, his resume not may not be as as as, as sterling as you, as as, you, as I believe you suggest, Buddha. But compared uh-huh. to many of the other quarterbacks that are playing in the league right now, uh, his resume is in the he's he's in, he's in the top top ten percent. Yeah, I guess my rebuttal to that is, but how many of those quarterbacks are kneeling during the national anthem and wearing pig cop socks? Yeah. Well, you know, at the same, it, you know, but it, as Kareem would say, one of the problems that all athletes have, professional athletes have, is commerce versus conscience. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. There you go. So, right. so that's 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 something that every athlete has to deal on their own terms. All right. Let's transition to Trump. Come on, we got to do it. Oh Lord. <laughs> Just Let a couple of things because here's here's one. one say what now? Buddha. So let me go repent and give my life back to white Jesus before we talk. About this. <laughs> speaking of that, speaking of that. Did you hear Roland uh, Martin and Paula White? Did you hear that, Buddha? Here, I heard Paula White's thing. I On, did not get a Baker. chance to hear Roland Martin's rebuke. Oh, no, no. I did listen to Roland Martin's rebuke for me. Yeah, I heard both. Now, you heard some of what Paula White said with Jim Baker. Am I correct? Yes, I heard that. I saw the entire interview. All right. First of all, I feel like I'm in a part of the, the beehive. 
Bitch, please. (laughs) (laughs) Roland Martin, look, I I have. I feel like to be a girl bye. I've always been. uh, I mean, this this raised, in my opinion, Roland Martin. First of all, let people know, Roland yeah. is an ordained minister. Yes, he, he is. He and his wife are he, ordained. I did not know that. It. He brought it. This is another and, and, level of respect that I had to I had to go play that Mariah Carey thing. And, 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 and the thing is, <laughs> Roland ain't no Jack Lick preacher. No, he's not. He went to he, he went, went to a, a legit divinity school. He you know he he didn't go to you know Fred's Barber College you know uh, it, <laughs> and barbershop and, if, and and pig roast. You know I'm gonna put this on the link because yeah. if you have not heard it, he went in for like ten minutes. And he broke it I down. Mean, scripture and verse. Oh, it was, I mean, it was like, it sent chills. I mean, it is classic yeah. for any journalist. I, I've, I've got to say, it's probably one of the best rebuttals I've ever heard a journalist give in, in a situation like this. Because here's a, here's a problem I have. Because, again, um, you know, Buddha, I, we, if, if it, most of the folks in my generation, in Rand and I's generation, uh, were raised on Jimmy, Tam- Jim and Tammy. Okay, or not raised uh-huh. on, but we were aware of Jim and Tammy. Jimmy right. Swagger, right. Jimmy, yeah. yeah, you know all and, of Ernest and Jim and Angel. Tammy had the kids shows, so they all were, them crooks. All them, yeah, and, and see, here's the thing: pimps in the pulpit, and and, and, and a fel- right. he is a felon. He is a felon. Uh, was a convicted felon for uh, tax evasion, tax evasion, and uh, what do fraud, you call it? embezzlement, uh, embezzlement, yeah. And my point is, one, a couple of things that they said that bothered me in that conversation, and one of the biggest things they said that bothered me is that they had never heard a president spoken of in that way. And, and candidly, that bothered me because Obama has gone through, went through eight years. Remember, you remember the, you remember the, you lie? Yes. Right. And, which, and, which, yeah. And 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 my point is that guy lost his all his seat too. It's like with, with when 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 Paula White and Jim Baker and all these quote unquote evangelicals get together and create that irresponsible dialogue to people who quote unquote are kind of following them like sheep, then it it if anything it amplifies all the hatred that we have already. You know what I mean? And and the problem, the other problem, and I think uh, Roland mentioned it, was just the lack of candor when it came down to his comment, to, to, to 45's commentary on, on Charlottesville. So, you know, when we talk about this whole week and, and the Friday night stuff that went down with Sheriff Joe being pardoned, uh, you know, the Gorka stepping out, the trans transgender uh, ban in the military, and all this stuff's coming out now. And, and and as a matter of fact, you drop it on top of a hurricane. How insensitive. Insensitive is that? You know, and then you got these folks who are defending him to that point. Now, you know, I'm not I didn't. And, 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 and I've heard people say I don't 100 percent agree with with uh, 44 with Prezo, President Obama. I don't. I mean, well, there are a lot of things that I disagreed with him on. And, and I basically have said it on the show. So I don't have to go in and rehash it. But but to say that you've never heard a lot of the stuff that's being said now is just irresponsible. Go ahead, Boot. I'm going to let it, you roll. It hurts my heart. Let me tell you why. My father um, 
I was raised black Pentecostal. Oh, um, oh, if, if, oh if, boy. If, if you listen to my commentary, you'll find I'm far from that now. But nonetheless, uh, <laughs> but you were around it. it. Me. it you were around it. So, so go ahead, man. Well, this I, is, yeah. I get it. And so I think it stings more for me to hear it because mm-hmm. I understand the rhetoric of it all. Yeah. And I understand I'm clear. I am 1000% clear that none of those people are sincere in what they're saying. Mm. It's calculated. It is on purpose. It is calculated and calculated and calculated. Yeah. And they're using and the calculated name of in Jesus. terms of cheating in some pockets. Too. Yeah, yeah. That. yeah. And they're using the name of Jesus to, uh, oh God, push their personal agenda. Now, the whole reason for that interview is because Paula White just wrote a book. Yep. Guess who? put a little forward on the cover of the book. None other than the president of the United States, Donald J. Trump. Of course, Paula White is going to see all these things to rile the base to buy her book. Mm-hmm. Paula, here, that's, that's one thing. Secondly, the majority of these white preachers that are speaking for Donald Trump had has gotten and continued to get their support from the black church. Yes. And it's almost like, this is what you think of us, where you won't even be like half-handed about it. Mm-hmm. You're just going to punch us in the face. But you know what it reminds I, me of, Buddha? And, and uh-huh. Rand will get this. If you recall how uh, back in the day, in the 90s, how a lot of these networks would launch, would kind of like I, Fox, I, UPN, WB with all black content. Then once you get uh-huh. the numbers, you kind of you discard that mm-hmm. community right. and, and, right. and you start bringing in the Gilmore girls. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying. Hannah's a Gilmore girl. <laughs> Hannah and her sister. I, I bet you there's some Gilmore girls downstairs at that white, that white event. In my, <laughs> in my complex. <laughs> but you, I mean, you okay, get my point. No, I mean, you, yeah, that's the point. I mean, right. You make the point. And, but, and you know, I think, go ahead, man. I'm gonna let you finish. Go ahead. I'm gonna shut uh, Okay. But to that point, And I'll stop. This is why the black people of color, this, the disenfranchised, has to find a message. Because, you know, if we pulled our dollar bills from Paula White and all things connected to Paula White and the list of evangelicals that are supporting Donald Trump, they will change their message. Yeah. And if we pull our dollar bills from every agency, entity, community, company that is not serving the disenfranchised they will change their message but the thing is the people of color in the disenfranchised community at large we're still trying to find the message and if we don't have a barack obama to help us with the message Hmm. we're we're doomed yeah i agree Rand, any thoughts well i mean you know um all those guys, you know, uh, Franklin Graham, Jerry Falwell Jr., all those cats right there. I mean, let's be honest. Um, they they have never been on the front lines of any fight. Um, uh, and, and, you know, they've always been um, taking money. Yeah. And I, at the same right. time, I'm very I'm very upset with the black clergy. Uh, some of the now problems. let me let me say I don't think you can throw a blanket over the black clergy because there there are a lot of black clergy. Who, uh, you, let express, fin- you let me finish. You let me finish. Go ahead. I mean I mean I'm, I'm I'm looking at some of these these um these big evangelists. Yeah. Uh, many of them have not come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have not even banded together to say you know what let's do this together. Yes. And so that's that's a big concern. And many of them I didn't realize this. A friend of mine was telling me this that 
a lot of them got their starts through um, this guy Kenneth Copeland. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And right. Kenneth Copeland, right. Right. actually. The quote-unquote godfather. And basically yeah. a lot of them are franchises of Kenneth Copeland. Yeah. And so I'm just really disappointed that some of the black clergy are not stepping up and calling Paul out. Yeah. You know, saying. Well, you, think you can't do that because if you don't have your business affairs in order. Right. You need to be quiet. Right. And right. I don't think there's a preacher. I don't. I'll go on record to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let me think about this. Yeah. I'll go on record <laughs> to say 98 percent of the churches out there don't have their affairs in order where they can stand up against the powers that be without worry of recourse. Yeah. Especially not mega churches. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I've said it on on this show, and I, I think I said it last week. Um, what we're when we, when you deal with racism, um, which is is right now kind of a top of mind issue, it's a moral issue. So uh-huh. you can't legislate, you can't put laws in place to correct people's hearts. I mean, and and that's when the church has to be a leader in terms of quote unquote correcting the hearts and minds of society. So when you don't get a collective effort to correct the ills of society, it really makes you question the validity of spirituality and, 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 and beliefs. Am I, I mean, Buddha, hopefully you got what I just said in a roundabout beating around the bush kind of way. Um, but it, it just questions the credibility of what you're teaching in in the pulpit, because you know if we're supposed to love our neighbor uh, as ourselves. Then how can we have people marching, uh, you know, preaching hate against Jews, blacks, trans, you know, transgender, uh, LBTQ, LGBTQ, you know, if, if we're talking about love thy neighbor? Do you get my point? And absolutely. And, and, and I, oh, I'm sorry. No, it's a it's moral. So if the church isn't combined and collectively uh, attacking the message, it just makes me wonder. And I, and I have to ask, I mean, I've not seen, with the exception, I mean, there's, there's, there are a couple of regional efforts where uh, uh, pastors are coming together with, you know, black, white, Hispanic uh, synagogues, people of faith are coming together and saying, no more collectively, we're marching or we're, we stand against this. You know, you got to have that. I mean, because right now we're de- we're not dealing with yeah. something you can just legislate away. Yeah. I mean, again, I said it last week. I don't expect uh, forty five to really take a stand. I don't. I'm not. I'm not expecting it. I'm not demanding it because that's not who he is. Right. At seventy one years old, uh, John Legend said it this week on TMZ. He said the dude is seventy one years old. He ain't gonna change. He's uh, he's done. I mean, well, basically, he 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 has shown us his pattern. His thought process, yeah, from the time when he had the lawsuits against him about um, discriminatory housing, right. So we we we've seen this, yeah. I mean, this right now he just has a, he really has a platform, yeah. But you know, I I think Buddha is right though. One of the problems is that even though as you indicated, time and B, that there's a lot of collective things happening. The problem is the big guys are not stepping up to the plate. Yes, and that's that's it because it trickles down. Right, and because the little guys don't have their financial house in order. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, because everyone's worrying, worrying about the status of their nonprofit status. Yeah, yeah. Because basically, uh, right. that's about the taxes. Mm-hmm. That's about taxes and revenue. And, that, and and I wouldn't be surprised if that's part of this whole tax argument that's going forward, right. too. Right, so... I, so well, that, well, the thing is that 
Mike Pence put out a video that I watched, and I wish I could have shot my toe off, but I watched it anyway. Man, he, uh, man, that's, a, that's a scary son of a bitch right there, man. He's more scary than Trump, man. Well, okay, well, let, now you got me off topic. Let me say this to that. There's a, there's, a, there's a popular pastor. Every time he puts a video, he gets a million views. His name is Greg Locke. Greg Locke picks up his, his white phone and says this. He says... You guys, you liberals, you snowflakes, you're always talking about impeach Donald Trump. Well, let me tell you this. Go ahead and impeach Donald Trump, because if you impeach Donald Trump, guess who we get? We get Mike Pence. And Mike Pence, this man of God, knows the scripture. He knows the Bible and the doctrine. So either way, we win. And I sat there like, oh. He's telling the truth, man. He's telling the truth, because I was telling someone, I said— with the two houses of the of the government occupied by Republicans, mm-hmm. uh, if Pence is in office, everything they want, yeah. it's gonna happen. Yeah, I mean, you they know, love Pence. I mean, I mean, this the health care reform that you know that Trump is bungled through. Oh, it will happen. Right. I mean, he's their boy. Right. Yeah. So uh, right. yeah, I mean, he, he's he's the one that scares me more than Trump. Trump is just a um, a, a gadfly, you know. Uh, but, you, but you know what? I don't think, and y'all are gonna get me for this. I don't think Donald Trump is racist. Well, you know what? I think you know. I'm not gonna get you for that because, to a certain extent, he's an opportunist, not necessarily. A that's racist. it. Yeah, he's pandering to his base, yes. and he understands his base includes neo Nazis, KKKs, and white supremacists. Yeah. If Donald Trump felt like he was the black vote would put him in office in 2020, he would have denounced. Every he would have wrote executive orders mm-hmm. to shut down every statue in America that that resembles the Confederacy. Yeah, I see more of Donald Trump being a bigot, a like you said, opportunitist, a entrepreneur. Before I've seen him be a racist. Yeah, this is this is about a win for the moment. Am I? Uh, this yeah, is well, about I mean, for the Trump is out. He don't care about the rich, the white, the black. He care about him. Yeah, well, yeah, I, yeah. I think that's what his presidency is, is is right now. That's what it's about now. Yeah. Hey, let's go around the table real quick. I'm going to start with you, Rand, and we'll wrap this up. Any 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 kind of ending, parting thoughts, Rand? Man, each week, man, I, I can't take it now. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, literally. I mean, but yeah. but at the end of the day, like I said last week, I encourage people start watching C-SPAN. Mm, okay. Because that's what's really happening in government. Yeah. But you know, when we talk about when we're talking about local government, national government, et cetera, you want to see what bills are being written. Yeah, and, and does that include also just paying attention to your local? Right, paying attention to your local guys, too. Yeah. Because that, that's, where, that's where the substance is. Mm-hmm. You know, Trump can do his, 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 his Friday night news dump all he wants to. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, majority of that stuff does not impact us. Yeah, agreed. Buddha, parting thoughts? Um. I'm sorry, my yeah. microphone cord fell off. I'm sorry, my phone. Um, <laughs> this is my hot thoughts, man. <laughs> go ahead. So Buddha got to get ready so to go back down there for that food again. That's right, Buddha. Yeah, I, 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 I you, you, you going to play the friends thing? Go ahead. My final thoughts is, is that, uh, and I think I said something like this last time, yeah. we need to uh, uh, read off of the script of Donald Trump. We need to find a message find a base, find a project, find a voice, find a group and work that and Mm -hmm. don't get caught up in the unnecessaries of politics because I think all in all, we're all victims. The white, the black, the rich, and the poor Mm -hmm. are all victims to political jargon. 
And so my thing is for everybody that's listening, you know, and I've said this a lot on, on my personal shows, is find something that burdens you or moves you hmm. and work on that. Don't get lost into this crazy stuff. Who's resigned? Oh, boy. Bannon is gone. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh a win for the Democrats. It's not a win for nobody. Yeah, Focus on what matters. It bothers me in my city, Atlanta, where I live in a very nice area, mm-hmm. but I can go 10 miles down the road and see some of the most ran down neighborhoods. Yeah. And I'm trying to figure out how is it that we're both Americans, but we, we have two different stories. That's where I think focus should go and let these clowns do what they do. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm going to say this. Precisely. And I'm, yeah. And, and I'm going to I'm going to kind of move off the beaten path. But I, I agree with both you guys on, on both those issues. And uh, I'm going to something we didn't get a, a chance to touch on. I want to touch on with this show. Totally off the subject of politics, probably a little bit lighter. Whitney Houston documentary came out uh, this weekend on Showtime. And um, a lot of people are criticizing it because they say, hey, it's rehashed. But I had a chance to watch it last night. Probably one of the most authentic and honest uh, documentaries on her life. Um, Kirk Whalum gives commentary on part of it. Talks about Robin Crawford, uh, who, quote unquote, was supposedly her rumored lover back in the day, her, her one of her managers. A lot of label people who who managed her behind the scenes, a lot of behind the scene footage. Her bodyguard, uh, who was her bodyguard for like eight years, uh, spoke. Doesn't put Bobby in a great light. That's probably one of the reasons why you you hear a lot of criticism, uh, just in terms of the drug use, the alcohol, the partying. And one of her hairdressers, uh, who who was very close to Whitney, is also uh, outspoken on this. Very good. Um, it was one of the best I've seen, and and uh, it sheds a lot of light. You know, even though I think a lot of people feel like we've said enough about that, we know enough about it. Worth a watch. Worth a watch. And I'll leave it at that. Well, you know, there's a movie coming out on September 1st called Crown Heights. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Heard about that. So that's coming out this week. So, you know, uh, support it. It's a true story about a young man and his friend and how his friend uh, uh, fought the system to get him get him out of jail. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Boda, how do we reach you, man? Oh, you can reach me at the Terrell Hill on everything. That's V for Vincent Terrell, T-E-R-R-I-L-L-H-I-L-L on all of your favorite social media sites. Yeah. And and Rand, we appreciate you coming back again for another outstanding week of Obama love. Uh, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I'm messing with you, man. You know that. Hey, by the way, we uh, we have an Instagram account, uh, GP3Homies, uh, and I'll be uploading just kind of weekly uh, some shout outs and things like that with different guests and and you can also go there for our link to our soundcloud account uh if you if you you know if you're lazy and you only want to deal with instagram just go there okay <laughs> man we appreciate y'all damn but but I, I'm, I'm in agreement Rand. it, it is exhausting man. It's, it's exhausting man i i, I like I, i've had to, if you noticed i'm, I'm kind of backing away from some of the trump stuff and we'd love your feedback i mean Oh yeah, man. You know, it's it's, it's it's exhausting, man. Man, you know what we didn't talk about? What? We didn't talk about Taylor Swift, man. Oh, good. <laughs> um, is about to go down and talk to Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> Matter of fact, yeah, you know, she was just down there eating drinks, there and I was about to tell her about herself, but I had to come up here. <laughs> All right, Rand. All right, we'll, no, we'll, man, we'll, we'll just, mention it next week. I'm just messing with you, man. Oh, man. Thank the Lord. I thought, I thought, damn, Rand is slipping. <laughs> anyway, hey y'all, more information on how you can reach us is. is coming up uh thanks again thanks a lot Buddha. 52 and, and we out of here me. we out of here all right
All right, peace. Peace. You've been listening to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast. Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail, 413-556-9546. Follow us on iTunes. Give us a five star. Follow us on SoundCloud. Search GP3 Homies from the Block. Special thanks to music by Millennial Nick, rap SB the G, graphics Lady J. Thanks for listening.